it's been a while since we've last recorded an episode. We've been kind of busy at work and there are some changes that's going on in our city here in Aqaba due to the COVID-19. But thank God for another opportunity to be back here on Stanford Truth. And you'll not be hearing from me, but to our guest who's been teaching us on how Christians should live according to the Word of God. So let us tune our ears to the teaching of Sister Pam on how Christians should live. No episode of the series on Christian Living by Sister Pamela Shepherd. And before she continue on, I would like to say thank you, sis, for being such a great blessing and help to this podcast. And I'm grateful and blessed to have you here. So let's hear from her. Well, it's good to be back with you. Um, I really enjoy this opportunity um, to be on your podcast. We want to uh, continue about what we've been talking in Christian Living um, we've been talking about daily prayer and Bible reading and fasting and getting involved and um, along with many other things. I want to finish on the topic of offerings and or tithing offerings, which goes hand in hand. I'm not necessarily going to focus on the tithing part, but... God calls us to be good stewards of His blessings. He has blessed us, therefore we bless others. Mm -hmm. And that's our whole point of being blessed, so that we can help others. Mm -hmm. Um, Tithes are that which you owe to God, and failure to pay that makes you a thief in Malachi 3 and 8. All you have and all you will ever have, it is God's already. He's given it to you. Mm -hmm. So... What you are doing is you are just being a good manager or a steward of what he has given you. Mm-hmm. God simply requires that you be a good steward of the 90% he allows you to keep, and he expects 10%. Tithing does require faith, and God asks that you prove him by worshipfully trusting him. Your tithes are not to be paid to your pastor, but to God in support of those who give themselves full-time to the work of his kingdom. So what we're doing is we are not saying, well, I'm just paying the pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not on a paycheck, you know. He's not on a salary to where, oh, if he preaches a good sermon, I'm going to pay him good. Or, you know, how some people think when they come into the church. But when we do it, we must give 10%. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, it's 10%, and yeah. it's required by all. Um, it's not more for the rich or more for the poor and less of the rich. But God is fair, so, so he asks a percentage. Yeah. And what we're doing is we're paying it to God, to those who work in the kingdom, and to our pastor. So basically, um, this has been happening even before the Old Testament, before the law. Of Moses tithing was um, required because Abraham gave tithe he gave 10% to the king and um, so that was before the law so it's not just a thing of the law and some people say well it's just for people back mm-hmm. then you know or people of the law mm-hmm. the first record of tithing is found with Abraham known as the father of the faithful and so God blessed him. In Malachi 3.10 it says, If 
I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So what he's saying is to try me, to prove me, mm-hmm. to see if I will not do this. And I think that's good. Um, it's good for new converts and new believers to even try sure. to sort of try God. Mm-hmm. Not really test Him, yeah. but in a way, yeah. you know, in a good way. I remember when I just started going to the church when pastor is telling me, because you remember when I had a financial issue mm-hmm. and pastor said, just be faithful in your tithing and God will, will supply all your needs. And I start giving all my, the 10th, the 10% that God required. Mm-hmm. And even if it seems like I'm straining my budget, just giving my 10th, you know, all of a sudden, continuing doing that, God just increased the savings and God provided the means for me to pay my debt. Mm. Just an instant like that. Like I could not expect that it will happen that fast Mm. because they are about to sue me. Yeah. Then all of a sudden God intervened because he he found the faithfulness in giving. Mm -hmm. God blessed. Yeah. And it reminds me of Sister Joyce when she first came in. Um, She had just received the Holy Ghost and been Mm -hmm. baptized in Jesus' name. And she came in and a beggar had come by the church and she gave her last five JD to the beggar. And then God blessed her, wasn't the the next day? the next day. The next day had extra 50 JD in her bank account. Yeah. And it was, she was so shocked. And that's when, um, as a new convert, you... It wasn't necessarily her giving in tithe and offering, mm. but she was giving all that she had and giving it to bless others. And I think it's important that we start um, expanding mm-hmm. and growing in areas and trying to feel yeah. so that we get revelation yeah. of things on our own mm-hmm. where we don't expect the pastor to have to always tell us. Yeah. We should be able to do it when the pastor says okay this is how it's done we can do it and try it out and get the revelation on our mm-hmm. own yeah because you can be told something but when you actually go do through it. it and experience it it's so much more rewarding yeah you know and um so anyone knows you cannot outgive god mm-hmm. and it would be foolish not to pay tithe it's one of the keys to financial prosperity yes. and a lot of people that are struggling are usually people that are not paying their tithe. True. So, <laughs> so true. a lot of people are like, well, that's 10%. I could use that to buy something else. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. You're going to pay tithe to somebody. Yeah. Even if you're out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that 10% that God's giving you, what are you spending it on? Yeah. Are you spending it on yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you spending it on your family or for houses and land? Mm-hmm. You know... God's not asking for much. The no. government requires more than that. More of 15 or 17%. <laughs> yes. In Oman, I think it's 16, 17% mm-hmm. of tax yeah. that they charge on everything. Yeah. So people don't fuss about that. No. They don't fuss about giving to the government who does nothing for them, no. does not answer their prayers, does not hear their voice. No. And don't even is not even does not even care yeah. or know that they even exist. Yeah. But they will fuss because God requires 10%. Mm-hmm. I'm not 
not all people will fuss, but you know, you get my point. So if you have a problem with giving the 10%, then I would go back and I would check. You spend your money on what you love. Yes. And you spend money on what you want. Mm -hmm. So people who don't pay their tithe, really, it's hard to convince me that you really love God. Yeah. It's hard to convince me that you really love your church and you really love your pastor and thank God for him. Mm. It's really hard to convince me that um, you really want to go to heaven. Yeah. So um, also, it says in Psalms, David says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Yes. And when you look at it, you say, if I'm having to beg for bread, if I'm really in something of a need, not of a want, that's different. Mm -hmm. But if I really need some food and I'm starving, I would check myself and say, am I doing everything I know to do is right? Or am I doing, because the righteous will not be begging for bread. They will not be naked. They will not be forsaken. So am I righteous? Mm -hmm. So check your heart. Check your life. Do a checkup. Because most of the time, the people that beg are not the ones paying the tithe and offerings to God. Mm -hmm. And they usually keep everything or spend it all. So um, that's one good um, important thing to remember is when you see someone and they're in a financial struggle. Make sure you give to God, regardless of whether you have anything else, and watch God Mm -hmm. add to that. And He multiplies. Mm -hmm. You know, He multiplied bread and fish. He's in the multiplying business. Yes. He he can do anything. (laughs) Yes. So, um, there are some who have contended that tithing was under the law, and it's not for us today. But that's not true. Tithing was before the law as we said with Abraham, and it continued under the law and continues after the law. You can read in Hebrews 7 and 8. The writer was speaking from the point of the church dispensation. Jesus, speaking of tithing, (coughs) said that there were other things besides tithing that is certainly true. Referring to judgment, mercy, and faith, he said these things ought to have been done and not to leave the other undone. In Matthew 23, 23. The other could could refer to tithing. Mm-hmm. Tithing is a worship in thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Tithing is giving one-tenth back to God, and then out of that blessing He has bestowed upon us, only those who are selfish and unthankful would not want to give tithing unto the Lord. It is just like God allows us to keep nine-tenths of what He has given us. He only asks for a tenth to be given to His work. Yeah. However, He leaves it to us, how much more ought we to give in offerings? He gives us the um, power yeah. to do what we want with it. Yeah. We can either obey him or not obey him. Mm-hmm. So he could have kept it and not given it to us. Yeah. But he gives it all and expects yeah. us to at least give some back mm-hmm. as a sacrifice. I think it also comes with obedience because it's not, it's not, it's like mandatory mm-hmm. in a sense that if you obey me, if God, if you obey God in giving your tenth, because it all belongs to Him, even yes. your life belongs to Him. So give your tenth of your life to Him. Yes. Not only the the money, 
it's it comes with obedience mm-hmm. and faithfulness and God will bless you yes because there's blessing in being faithful and when you don't obey God in that sense and you don't give your tithing or offerings you quickly become disgruntled yeah and you start looking very negative at everything that's going on but when you give yeah. it seems like things just work out yeah and you always have enough yeah so I've tried it God's done it for me like one time we went to this church and we gave every dollar in our purse or wallet mm-hmm. my husband's like give me your money and he got his money and we put it together and we just gave it all mm-hmm. by the time we got back to our seat people were handing us money and it was like we had double what we had bef- before we yeah. went up there to give so yeah. i've actually tried god and immediately it happened mm-hmm. so god we were trying god yeah and and the the minister up there was saying you know try god and we were giving to a cause yeah. and it worked yeah and now i have this revelation it's better to give than to receive and that's what he's saying you get more yeah. when you give yeah. than if you don't give at all and yeah. you hold it because if you hold your hand on everyone else and on god yeah. god holds his hand on you yeah. and he don't open up his hand and give you what he has in store for you which is so much more than what you have mm-hmm. already yes So the tithe of uh was given to the Levites in the Old Testament for their service in the house of God. They had to have some way to mm-hmm. eat and yeah. live. Tithing is designed today for to support the ministry. It is God's will for ministers to give their time to the gospel work. They cannot do this unless they have a means of financial support. Yeah. We should not be apologetic about our ministers living from the tithe for what is exactly what the bible says ministers should do so the bible um, tells us to do this it tells the ministers to live off of the tithing yeah just like the priest in the old testament yes by giving this full to your full time to the ministry the ministers can give themselves to prayer and to the word as they're instructed to do so Um even Paul when he was making his missionary journeys to around to the churches mm-hmm. the churches would some of them would support him yeah. and they would send him money so he could make and then other times when he wasn't they weren't able to support mm-hmm. him he was uh doing a uh, tent making yeah as a a job yeah to to get some money so it's very important that we understand what God what God requires of us as even as a new believer i know tithing and offering is probably um a t- taboo subject for mm-hmm. some because some people don't want to talk about it and then yeah. others that's all they talk about yeah and if you go to kenya or some of the other places people take advantage mm-hmm. of what god requires and sometimes yeah. they add to the percentage mm-hmm. and which is not biblical yeah when you, you pay your 10% Okay, so how do I pay my 10%? You pay it cheerfully, not out of obligation, mm-hmm. but you are a cheerful giver. Yes. You don't do it out of obligation, but because you want to. And you do it not just for the benefits. You're not doing it, "Oh, I'm just doing this so that I'll get double." Mhm. You do it because you love God and you want to obey him. 
and then you'll you will see the benefits. Yeah. But if you love God and you love your church and you actually want to see a harvest, then you will put your and invest your money in the church yeah. and into the ministry. God's promises God promises us that we will always have enough. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. He will always take care of us. Yeah. He even tells us that even look at the sparrow. Yeah. They don't they don't do anything and I take care of them. Yeah. You know? And so God promises us enough, but he don't promise us to get rich. Yeah. He don't promise us that we'll be a millionaire. Yeah. But he does say, I'll have food and clothing for you. And he even gives us some of our wants. Yeah. Actually a lot of our wants. A lot. <laughs> That's true. A lot. <laughs> yes. God is so good. Yes. And when you look at um, all of God's blessings and like when I traveled to third world countries, I realized how blessed I am mm-hmm. because I realized how good I have it. I mean, I have clothes. Yeah. I have shoes. I have food to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't have to beg for food. I have mm-hmm. a house. And it's not just the the bare necessities, but he gives us our wants. Yeah. And... and yeah, sometimes we have to live out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But God also blesses us in response to that. Yeah. You know, God kicked me out of my comfort zone to send me here. <laughs> yes. But he's also given me some of a little bit of comfort along the way. And I look at, I, I just look, look up and say, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your eye on me. You, yeah. you did this just for me. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So God is so good. Yes, and we should not... We should not, um, when somebody mentions tithing and offering, we should not feel like, well, the pastor just wants all my money. It's, it's not, it's not that Mm -hmm. it's, we want you to be blessed Mm -hmm. and people that think that don't have the understanding and the revelation Mm -hmm. of giving and tithing. But when you become a new convert and you begin Mm -hmm. to, um, test the waters, I encourage you to please just try God because you will see miracles start happening and taking place. You will see God's provision for you and you will feel that connection. You know, also it will help us to to relieve the burden of being financially broke. Yes. When we obey the word of God when it comes to tithes and offering. Mm. Because once we obey Him... You know, you will never feel like you are lacking or you're you're having tight budget in everything. Yeah. There are times that you will feel like I think this I have only this much. But when you give, all of a sudden you will feel like, Oh, I still have more. Yes. You never know. And tithing is a set amount of our increase, the ten percent. Mm-hmm. But there is another part of God's financial plans which is offerings. Yeah. And that's where I want to go um, right now. God wants offerings to be given from a willing heart. Yes. Now, offerings is different than tithing. Mm-hmm. And going back to what we said, like in Kenya or different parts of Africa, I've actually just been to Kenya so I can relate. There are people there that take advantage of what God requires. They add to it. Um if you have to pay for a miracle, they're not of God. Yeah. It's not biblical. Mm-hmm. If you have to pay a preacher to pray for you, 
then he's not of God. Yes. Because it's totally against the word of God. But you look at it, and with Elisha, he had a servant named Gehazi. And when Naaman came to him to be healed of his leprosy, Naaman wanted to reward Elisha for healing him, Mm -hmm. when really it was God that healed him. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Elisha. Elisha just obeyed God. He, he didn't even go to Naaman. Naaman came to him. Yes. You know. And so when he found out that he was healed, he went back to Elisha and he said, I have all these rewards, all these, uh, this money and this, the clothing and mm-hmm. all, all of these things that I want to reward you with for healing me. Mm-hmm. And Elisha said, no, I'm not taking any reward because it was God that did the work. Yeah. And... So Gehazi looked on these things Mm -hmm. and he coveted them. Mm -hmm. And then he ran back after Naaman without Elisha knowing. And he said, my master has changed his mind. He will accept the gifts. So give Mm -hmm. them to me and I will take them to him. Mm -hmm. But really, Gehazi was coveting these things. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Elisha should accept this. Mm -hmm. You know, that was his way of thinking. And I think that's what some pastors, so-called, mm-hmm. in so-called churches today, mm-hmm. are doing. They are accepting payment for something that God has done that they do not do. Mm-hmm. So that's not theirs to keep. That's God's. Yeah. And they have this wrong concept. It's just totally uh, perverted yeah. uh, thinking. It's twisted. It's not the biblical way. And they have this way of thinking that I deserve that Mm -hmm. because I prayed for them. Mm -hmm. No, you don't deserve anything. You just obey God. And that's what how God is using you. You get what God gives you through the tithe and that's it. Mm -hmm. You you don't get extra bonuses for miracles because you're not the one doing those miracles and people don't get that concept and when they say oh well they're a miracle worker they healed so and so or they they healed me no Mm. they did not heal you god done the healing god is the miracle worker he's just Mm. using you as a vessel yeah he needs someone to obey him and go and do the work And then he will work yeah. in response to that. Yeah. And I think just people just don't understand that yeah. revelation. Because it's never been taught biblical yes. way. Yes. Because most of the people that goes to so-called church is that <coughs> you just have to give this because this is how you pay the, the priests or the pastors in, in so-called churches. Yeah. They never got the understanding of what the biblical way of tithes and offering Yes. Being in ministry is not an occupation. No, it's not. It's a call of God. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to look at it as just an occupation, then you're you're done. You might as well quit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not it's not going to be prosperous. It's going to fall. Yeah. And even um, we have we have a young lady in our church that before she came to Jordan, before she got into the church, when she was in Africa, she gave all of her money Mm -hmm. to people to pray for her yeah. and to be blessed and it never worked and it made her more broke than what she was before mm-hmm. and when she came here we started teaching you don't have to pay for a miracle yeah it's not biblical 
And when they put a dollar amount mm. on it, I mean, mm-hmm. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's, yeah. it's, I, it was hard for me to believe that people would actually do this. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't know that they're supposed to be um, proficient in the scriptures and they yeah. don't know this. Yeah. You know, and so when Gehazi accepted those gifts... He got the Naaman's leprosy. Yeah. And so it goes to show you that what God thought of that. Yeah. It will curse you back if <laughs> exactly. you don't follow what God Exactly. God says. So God blesses us so that we can give to others. Yeah. And we obey him in obedience. He rewards us back. Yeah. And so um we're gonna go on to offerings now. The offerings should be out of a willing heart. The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. Giving offerings shows our love for God and His work. It's hard to convince me, like I said before, that you love God if you're not willing to put some something in, or invest something into it. Mm-hmm. Put your time, your money, your mm-hmm. energy into the work of God, mm-hmm. then it's hard to convince me mm-hmm. if, you know. If you truly love God. <laughs> yes. So, um, we should do it out of obedience mm-hmm. and not just out of obligation and not just out of obedience, but because we want to. Yeah. It should be a want to. It should be a desire yeah. in our heart. Um, he merely told us we should give as we have been blessed and as we are able. So, God certainly looks on our giving to see how we love Him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Luke 21 and 1 through 4. Giving should not be irresponsible or haphazard. We should be faithful and consistent in our giving. Many people set aside a certain amount every week that they feel that they can give Mm -hmm. or afford to give. As God blesses them, they may increase. Now this is with offerings, not the tithing. Mm -hmm. Um, But many people set aside a certain amount. And then they watch God bless them and they may increase the amount. Many people give more in offerings than they do in their tithing. This mm-hmm. is something that each individual has to determine before God mm-hmm. that they are willing and able to do. Some people are not able to give as much in offerings. Yeah. And then other people are. Yeah. So it's just a free will mm-hmm. offering. The Bible gives us an answer to our financial problems. The Lord said, give and it shall be given to you. Luke 6 and 38. So how can you go wrong to obey God? There, there's so many promises. If you read all through the scriptures, there's so many promises yeah. of what God can give you. But I don't think people are aware of those promises or mm-hmm. those benefits. Yeah. And it will make you or it will put a want to, a desire in your heart yeah. to actually do that yeah. and not do it grudgingly because... Of all that God has blessed you with, mm-hmm. you have nothing but thankfulness to Him. Yeah. And if you really believe the Word of God when it comes to tithes, you have to apply it. Yes. Because there's no point of just believing without doing anything yes. about it. Because there's a lot of people that they believe there's blessing in tithing, yes. but they never give their tithes. So how will they be blessed? Yes, and offering is not just a financial thing. No. If you look at it in the Old Testament, they were not allowed to appear before God empty-handed. They had to have a sacrifice. 
And it's not a sacrifice if it doesn't hurt you. Yes. <laughs> Let me just throw that in. Yeah. Um, some people want to just give a little bit and say they sacrificed. Mm-hmm. But you didn't feel a thing. Um, if I have $10 million and I give 1000 that did not hurt me mm-hmm. at all. You know, and I think a lot of people um, have a misconception of that. Mm-hmm. But sacrifice is going to hurt you. Yeah. It's going to be, you're going to feel it when you give it up. Um, but it's not just a financial thing. Mm-hmm. When we come before God, and even in Psalms, it talks about our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. When we come into the church, we also give offerings. Yeah. But it's an offering and a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving well how can i give a sacrifice if it hurts and i feel something if i give how can praise and worship be an offering or a sacrifice it's when you don't feel like doing it (laughs) you've heard that before yes a lot of times (laughs) there's two times to praise god yeah when you feel feel like like it it, and when when you you don't don't feel feel like like it (laughs) so when you come into the house of god you just get off work you're tired yeah You don't feel like getting up and praising God. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like going and praying for 30 minutes before Mm -hmm. church at an altar and really giving Him your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel like going in there under the air conditioning and sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just to be honest, I mean, let's get real. Yes. So when you give a sacrifice, you're going to feel it. Mm -hmm. And that's not just being financial. No. It's being physical and emotionally and spiritually sacrificial. Yeah. We have to give up our feelings sometimes and give it to God. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to give up our um, physical tiredness and just get up and do something. Mm -hmm. So when I come into church, I lift my hands, I praise and I worship God. I lift my voice. I sing even when I don't feel like it. Yeah. Sometimes you do it when you're sick. Yes. And it's a sacrifice. Yeah. You do it when you would rather have stayed home. Mm-hmm. You sacrifice to go to church. Yeah. That's what ha- that's love for God and for exactly. the things of God. You know, in the in the Bible times when people were sick, they went to Jesus. Yeah. But today when people get sick, they stay home away from Jesus. Mhm. Hello, hello. When you, when you get sick, people, don't stay at home. Be in the church. We will pray for you. I think, <laughs> I think the excuse is I don't want to make others sick. Well, well there's a sacrifice. Yeah. Don't stay away from everyone. Stay in the back and have the elders pray for you. Yeah. Call for the elders mm-hmm. of the church. Have them pray for you and expect your healing. Yeah. And if you truly believe that Jesus can heal... So why are you staying at home? And sometimes a lot of things are not contagious. No. And I understand there's times where it's it's good to stay home. I'm not yeah. saying like every time. Yeah. But there's other times where just going to the house of God mm-hmm. and just a touch of God can heal you, yeah. can strengthen you. Yeah. And we have to put our pettiness aside. Mm-hmm. And our selfishness. Yes. And our flesh. Yes. Boom. <laughs> yes. So, 
So this is um, a big eye-opener when I first started my walk with God. Even though I was born and raised into the church, mm-hmm. I had to experience it for myself. And when I started getting a full-time job and I was going to college, um, I had to sacrifice a lot. Yeah. You know, and but I still made it to church mm-hmm. every time the doors were open. And I would sacrifice and I would pay my tithe and offerings and I watched God bless me. Mm-hmm. And he, he really did. And then I saw other people that did not, that were struggling. Yeah. And God really does keep his promises. Yes, amen. It's just that. a revelation and it's a risk mm. you have to take. Just try it one time. Yeah. It's if you're new living you. for God, yeah. just try God. He even says try him. Yeah. Thanks everyone and thank you, Sister Pam, for helping us through this podcast on how Christians should live. And I'm thankful and grateful that God uses this platform to touch people's heart. And there was one who told me that through this podcast, she started fasting. You never know what the Word of God can do to your life as a new convert or planning to be converted to being a true Bible-believing Christian. This will be a guide to you to stay saved and be blessed. It took us a long time to post this final episode, but I know God has more in store for us. And we will be on break for a few weeks to plan on what God wants us to do in this podcast. So please pray for us that God's leading guidance direct us to the new chapter of Stanford Truth. I love you all and be blessed in Jesus' name.